Hey guys, what's up? Tanner and Wing here with CrossBucket.com for this edition of the Lacrosse Bucket podcast. It's NLL draft night. The draft is tonight, 6.30 p.m. Eastern time. You watch it on BR Live for free. I believe it's being streamed for free. Um, to all of you out there, if you're not there, in Philadelphia at Xfinity Live. Before we get into kind of previewing the draft um, and a little of the first round picks, some of the top guys that I think will go off the board first, we have some trades already that uh, need to discuss. So, <clears throat> on Friday... Friday? Yeah, Friday. <clears throat> the New England Black Wolves traded Miles Jones, who has not played in the NLL yet, and Ryan uh, Fournier to the New York Riptide for the 24th pick. So, and New England gets Jordan Dostin. So the Riptide now have the 24th pick in the draft as well as the first. They also have, see the second one, they they have the 10th as well. I believe those are the top couple of picks. Yeah. Top couple picks there for the Riptide expansion team coming this season. <clears throat> then I've also had two draft day trades that came out this morning. Uh, the Mammoth have gotten the second pick. Looks me, have gotten a second round pick in 2019 and a conditional fourth rounder in 2020. From San Diego in exchange for Jeremy Noble and Zach Greer. Two big names. Leaving Colorado, heading west, going to go to San Diego. And with the addition of those two, you know, this is a win for San Diego. Again, we've talked about it. San Diego has gone out, I think, better than any other team expansion team in 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 history and uh Patrick Merrill has gone out and he's gotten guys that fit that style of play he's gotten guys that will fit in a system he's gotten guys at places where they need them this is a big win and while Colorado you know it's a fairly young team they lose those two guys um but they have that second round pick in 2019 and that fourth rounder in 2020 now where they can get some guys there. Um, Colorado, when you look at both these teams in the first round here, San Diego has... Believe San Diego does not have a pick in the first round. They don't really need one. 
Yeah, San Diego does not have a pick in the first couple in the first two rounds. Um, but Colorado has the sixth pick. Believe that's all they have in the first two rounds. That sixth pick now. Yep, they just have that sixth pick there. <clears throat> In the 2019 draft. Now also. We saw. Georgia. Trade. The 28th overall pick. To San Diego. In exchange for Zach Miller. Who I don't believe he he played. If he did, it was not that much for San Diego this past year. Um, he came over there in free agency. He's been kind of a street free agent for for quite some time, up and down on practice rosters, I believe, for the past couple of years. Uh, you know, many here in the States will remember him <clears throat> when he played at Denver and then uh, kind of abruptly left over the winter his final year there, yeah, he played one game in San Diego this past year, had two assists in that game. Uh, so, you know, we saw what San, what uh, Georgia did <clears throat> with a guy um, like Holden Katoni last year. Kind of, you know, I, I, I don't necessarily know if Zach Miller is, uh, certainly I don't think he's as good as Holden Katoni, but uh, they certainly needed a forward there. Um with him gone, let's see, is he a lefty? If he is, this makes sense. No, he's a righty, okay. Just some depth. Alright, just some depth there for Georgia. I was thinking maybe he was a lefty and that's why they got him there. Um, <clears throat> but, so, first off, that's all the draft trades we have thus far. Expect more tonight. Remember last year we had that um, that Jesse King holding Katoni trade, um, that I talked, well, briefly mentioned there, as uh the Georgia traded Jesse King to Calgary. Obviously, you saw, you know, with that injury, he didn't play till really, I believe, the last week or two of the season, and then uh, really went on a run with them in the playoffs. There, uh, he has not lost a game. In the NLL since being back. So, hey, he's playing for England in the World uh, Championships coming up later this week. So, hey, is uh, is he going to go undefeated in uh, <laughs> there too? So, moving on here to some of the top picks here. Um... <clears throat> So I guess I'll go over the top 10 guys that I think will be off the board first. Um, so the top 10 picks are as follows. New York Riptide, Rochester Nighthawks, the expansion, Rochester Nighthawks. The New England Black Wolves, they got that one from Philadelphia, uh, that Kevin Crowley trade last season. Saskatchewan Rush are the fourth pick. Halifax Thunderbirds are the fifth pick. Colorado Mammoth, six. Calgary Roughnecks have the seventh and eighth. 
Saskatchewan has the ninth, and New York has the tenth. Georgia has the eleventh, Buffalo twelve, Georgia thirteen, Halifax fourteen, Toronto fifteen, and so on. Couple uh, comp uh, compensatory picks that guys got <clears throat> via losing guys in free agency. I think it's kind of weird that they do that, but okay. So I'm looking at some of these guys that I expect to go off the board first and really are kind of a... It's kind of a consensus that, you know, these guys will go one, two, three in some order. Um, Andrew Q, lefty forward out of... uh, Oakville, the Oakville Rock in the MSL, uh, played his NCAA ball at Tampa and is currently playing for the Chesapeake Bayhawks in the MLL. Um, he, I mean, this guy puts the ball in the back of the net. Simple as that. You know, I, I, I think certainly he would, like, if I have to, I don't know who's going to go number one, and I don't think this year... There's not a, a a consensus number one guy like there was last year with Austin Stotts. But if I'm going to have to pick someone, it's got to be Andrew Q. This guy is a scoring machine. As I mentioned, he puts the ball in the back of the net. Puts the ball in the back of the net. He knows how to play. He's a lefty. His outside shot is fantastic. And I, I mean, I think this is a guy that's going to be able to have an immediate impact in the NLL. Uh, you know, Violent Reese, a righty transition guy out of uh, the Burnaby Lakers, played NCAA at Stony Brook, and <clears throat> currently plays for the Boston Cannons. Now, I've never seen him play, well, I tell you back. I've seen him play box maybe once or twice. Um, he he, a he he's a big dude. He's a um. I mean, I I feel like they're gonna use him more as a defender than a transition guy. Um, more of a defensive transition guy in the NLL. Uh, but he he does the little things right. He has the size, he has the speed, and I mean, you can tell just watching him, he has that strength to play at the next level and contribute. Um, and mentioning, you know, he's a transition guy. He He's able to, to to make an impact on both ends of the floor. I mean, this is a guy, you know, again, one, two, or three. I, you know, he's going somewhere in that top three. Um, but, I mean... I love this kid's game. You know, he he's going to do very well at the next level. Um, next up here, Tyson Gibson, a righty forward out of Victoria Shamrocks. Played in NCAA at Robert Morris. Saw this kid play uh, w- 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 with the Colonials, uh, I believe, two or three times in person. Um, 
you know, in, in in the field game. I've seen him play in the box as well. I mean, this 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 is a guy. He uh, he, he he can make an impact on the inside. And then watching him in the Man Cup um, just last week. I mean, this guy's ready for the next level. He. You know, just the things that he does, like, he, great passer, great shooter, I mean, just a great all-around player, probably one of the more underrated guys that I've seen, uh, especially when you look at him in the field game he was playing in college, you didn't really get as much hype as people gave some other people that he was playing with, but, you know, watching him in in, in the Man Cup, as I said, he uh, j- just made a difference and, and just did the little things, was a key contributor um, for the Shamrocks all season long, um, You know, played fantastic in the Man Cup, but, uh, despite that loss there, uh, this, uh, again, one, two, or three, you know, kind of guy here in the 2019 NLL Draft. Next up here, Clark Peterson, and you know, a few months ago, I would have said Clark Peterson number one, but I, you know, I, I think he kind of has dropped maybe a little bit. Um, if you're going inside cross, I think Steven Stamp has him. You know, I'll pull up that mock draft right here. Um, let's see, Steven Stamp has Clark Peterson. He has him going sixth to Colorado. Which, I can see that. Good fit there for him. Um, in Colorado. Um, especially considering they lost uh, Jeremy Noble and Zach Greer today. Um, they could use a guy like uh, Peterson. Um, <clears throat> you know, he he has... Like, his vision is one of the best things about his game, and he can just find guys, find the back of the net. I mean, he he's a threat to score, and also, like, he's not one of these guys that has to have the ball to make an impact on the floor, if you know what I'm saying there. And Clark Peterson definitely... A top five guy, you know. Again, I said, you know, a few months ago, I might have said he no, he was number one. Taking that back a little bit now, Q, I think is that number one guy. But Clark Peterson, don't be surprised if you see him maybe sneak up into that one, two, three, uh, into you know second or third slot there, depending on what those guys need. But um, you know, certainly you think he's a top five guy in this draft, but. You know, after after what happened today in Colorado, and then looking at this mock draft, you certainly can see that Colorado even more um, now, as uh, Stephen Stamp put it in his mock draft. <clears throat> kind of the uh, the fifth guy here I'm going to talk about, Warren Jeffrey, righty defenseman. Out of the Brampton, Brampton Excelsiors and uh, Vermont played NCAA ball at Vermont um, 
Also should mention Clark Peterson played in the PLL uh, this summer with uh, Redwoods Lacrosse Club. Only played, didn't play the whole time, but played, played a couple couple games there. Really made an impact. Uh, played uh, with Brampton in the MSL and in Stubway Ball at Cornell alongside Jeff Teat, who should be the top pick in next year's NLL draft. If all things go as planned. Uh, Warren Jeffrey. <clears throat> Big, strong defenseman. Uh, as I mentioned, plays for Brampton in the MSL. Played in Stillway Ball at Vermont. Uh, plays for the Chesapeake Bayhawks in the MLL currently. Um, big defensive guy. Like he, He's physical. He's physical, but he's not like one of those overly aggressive guys that's going to always rack up penalties. He's physical and technical at the same time, which is always a good combination to have for uh, these defensive guys, especially as a rookie coming in. Uh, defense isn't an like pe- people don't understand. Defense isn't an easily learned position, especially in box across when you have so much shifting and movement and picks all over the place. You got to stay tight. You got to stay in your, um, you know, j- j- just stay in that system and and do what you're supposed to do. Um, you know, Jeffrey definitely, um, and, and also you know, getting the ground ball, pushing it, pushing the issue. Up from goal, um, in transition, a guy that can do that as well, but really makes an impact on that defensive end. Um, on the defensive end of the floor, uh, being a big body down there that can really uh, clog up lanes and and uh, things of that nature. So certainly, a guy that I think is a top five pick in this draft. So to review here, top guys I'm looking at for top five picks: Andrew Q, lefty forward. Ryland Reese, righty transition. Tyson Gibson, righty forward. Clark, excuse me, Clark Peterson, righty forward. And Warren Jeffrey, righty defenseman. That's who I have right now going in that top five-ish in the draft coming up tonight. Um, Some of the guys... I'm excited about in this draft. Um, Brent Noseworthy, lefty defenseman out of uh, Brooklyn and played in NCAA at Michigan. Uh, Zach Manns, who I just watched um, in the Man Cup last week. Uh, lefty forward out of Victoria. Uh, excuse me, Zach Manns watched in the Minto Cup two weeks ago. Um, and played at Drexel, um, his NCAA ball there. A very, very gifted scorer. Um, you know, he, he announced his eligibility just just a few weeks ago uh, from Drexel to come in the NLL draft early. So, you know, definitely a guy may, maybe he still has a little bit more um, maturing to do on, on, on the floor. Um, you know, mentally wise, but certainly um, can make an impact there. Also, Tyson Bombay, righty defenseman, uh, played for Six Nations and played in stairway ball at Syracuse. 
uh, also engulfed this guy's game as well. <clears throat> as a big defenseman, big on-ball on defenseman, think he can make an impact somewhere along the line, either as a rookie this year or next year as a second-year player in the NLL, but I expect him to go top 10, as well as the other guys that I've mentioned throughout this program. So I've gone over the uh, kind of top five, top ten-ish guys that I think will go in this draft. want to go over some uh, team needs here for uh, each team in this draft. Just go over kind of what I think each team needs. Um, if they can get in this draft, uh, certainly go for it, uh, especially here in the first and second rounds here. So... <clears throat> When you are getting things started off here with Buffalo, the reigning uh, East Division champions won the NLL Finals last season. Um, Obviously, you lost Sean Evans. You lost Jordan Dostin. In the expansion draft, Dostin mentioned he was just traded to New York. um, To New England, excuse me. Last week, you know, I I I think they're gonna have to get a guy that can put the ball back in the net. And when you look at what Sean Evans and Jordan Dostin both did, both fantastic offensive guys, both can put the ball in the back of the net with ease. Phenomenal players. Like I I don't think you can replace either of those two guys, but you're gonna have to get somebody. Who can? You have to get someone who can really fill the the void there, and I'm talking, you know, Sean Evans, one of the greatest passers in the game. You know, you, you I mean, you see his assist records and and everything like that in the CLA and also in the NLL, and it's it, it it's absolutely ridiculous what this guy can do. You gotta get a guy like that. You know, and obviously, again, you're not going to be able to replace either of those guys, but you got to get a guy to kind of work around what they have. You know, I, you know, you have Josh Byrne coming back, you have Corey Small coming. Got to get those two guys involved in this, and you got to get someone, one or two guys that's going to work around those two guys, really make a difference on the offensive end. For Georgia, I mentioned they missed. Uh, Lefty forward. Lefty forward. That's their biggest need. Honestly. Honestly. I don't know if there's a guy in this draft. I mentioned a couple, but I don't know if there's a guy in this draft that can fill that void immediately for Georgia. Especially with the type of the, the, the fast pace, the creativeness, and everything that they have there in that offense. I just don't know for a rookie coming in if that's going to be the case. Might try to put a righty guy on that left side. Um, I don't know. But it's, it's going to be it's, it's gonna be an issue for them coming in this season. They've got to address it in this draft. And also, I didn't mention I'm going east. I'm going east first, alphabetically, then west too. So, Halifax. <clears throat> they... Uh, 
Now, when you look at what they lost in the expansion draft, two uh, pretty good defenders in Brown and Manley. And, I mean, you, you got to get someone there. And I mentioned before, um, Tyson Bombay. I think this is a place where he could go. Uh, Warren Jeffrey, but I don't think he drops that low. Um, just, just got to get a guy that's going to work on that on, on 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 that defense because they really do. They have a lot of talent on that offensive side of the ball, and you you, you just got to get someone on, on that defense um, to really really even things out on both sides of the floor. Um, <clears throat> New England. They have an opportunity when you look at this New England team. They lost Kevin Crowley. Um, and you can get a guy back. Right? Um, Tyson Gibson, Andrew Q, as I mentioned, are, are, are two of the top guys in this draft. If Ryan Reese goes one or two, and Q or Gibson drop uh, to that third spot, I think New England scoops him up because you got to – their offense was fairly good last season. I think their defense can definitely make some improvements. I think a Warren Jeffrey, if he were to drop here, could, could – which I expect you know, to drop a little lower. I don't expect him to go one, two, or three. Uh, Ryan Rees, you know, even – if he drops the third here, but definitely I think New England they have an opportunity. You need to get a guy to fill that void left by Kevin Crawley being traded to Philadelphia to help out that offense, bring some more depth there, or get get a uh, good solid defenseman because uh, that D, that that D unit was just not not strong last year. You no, know, they 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 weren't the worst defense in the league, but there were times when. When you looked at it and you know, kind of, you know, shaky at times, and and you're wondering what they're doing here. Um, New York. So, you saw uh, what they did in this uh, in the in the expansion draft. They got the first pick. So honestly, they have their pick of the litter. You know, I I I I don't know. This is a situation where it's like. Because you, you see the guys that they have that they picked up in the expansion draft. But you don't exactly know how they're going to use those guys. And you know, looking back here at my expansion draft breakdown that I did of both Rochester and New York, you know, I think this is a team they, they really... Um, they want more defensive heavy. So, and they have Kieran McCardle, who I think is one of the best younger uh, up-and-coming Americans in in the game, in the box game. And they have some great, great offensive guys on this on this side, uh, on this team. Um, you know, we mentioned they just traded Jordan Dostin away. So, is, you know, is that, you know, are, are they going to get Andrew Q in there? Because I think it... At that number one spot, you just traded away Jordan Dostin last week. You know, is is, is that a hint that they're going to go with Q 
Um, and certainly, I think that's not a bad option. You know, you do have Kieran McCardle, as mentioned. You have Tyler Digby, uh, John Luchetna, uh some other guys that have been contributors and and and, and been been good on that offense side of the ball. But you know, they've got to get a young offensive guy in here, I think. And and certainly uh, another D guy wouldn't help as well uh, either. So really open to really anything here with New York having that the luxury of having that first pick. Uh, Philadelphia. <clears throat> they don't have a pick till the second round. Um, yeah, they they added some. Uh, Corey Vitarelli, Ian Lord added them in the offseason. Uh, you get the uh, two, you know, two great offensive guys there, uh, but they certainly need some help on the back end. Um, so I certainly wouldn't be surprised. And be, being in the second round, I don't really know what they would would get. Um, you know, I mean, th- there's going to be some options left on the board in the second round on the defensive side of the ball. So, I mean, I think Philadelphia goes go, goes there as well. They they've kind of stepped up. They got Zach Higgins uh, and free and a trade with uh, Buffalo. So got a good solid goaltender in there. Um. I don't know if he'll be the starter day one or not, but he certainly has the uh, ability to be a starter in this league. So uh, it really just depends on what Philly's going to do here. And being in the second round does not help them. Uh, Rochester, they got the second overall pick. Uh, so honestly, <laughs> if, you know, looking back at my expansion draft breakdown that I did here um, back in, what was that? Back in July, um, Rochester Nighthawks, they, they had that first pick in the expansion draft. They, uh, made a few deals, did some things, um, a, a little differently here. Um, traded some guys back, got some, uh, you know, they got Mike Mallory from, uh, and it's, uh, Yeah, so trades, I mean, they traded for Mike Malley, then traded him to Vancouver, got defenseman Travis Burton. They got a defenseman Julian uh, Garitano from Colorado. Uh, they traded Chris Wardle back. Um, a lot of offensive firepower here. Sean Evans, um, Holden Catoni, Bunch, Curtis Knight, Frank Brown, who I think is one of the a better transition D guys that Philly had uh, this past season. So they, you know, got some good guys. There. Yeah, Steve Fry is a goalie. Um, Ryland Hartley is, I uh, expect to be that backup there, and you saw what he did in the man, in the Minto Cup, excuse me. Um, I think they go with kind of a defensive defense here, but being with that second pick, you can kind of do multiple things there. Um, you know, Ryland Rees maybe, as mentioned, um, couldn't go there, but certainly with that second pick, there's a number of things you could do. Uh, Toronto, they got the 15th pick in that first round. You know, th- they added some, uh, really good free agents here, um, in the off season, and, and you look, they still have Adam Jones and Dan Clegg and Johnny Palace on that offense. 
um, as well <clears throat> as some of the guys they brought in. Uh, you know, I, I, I do think Toronto can certainly use some help on on the back end on the defensive side. So really, Toronto, I think, kind of a sleeper this year for that to win the East. If uh, uh, I, you know, I have to say so. You know, Dan Dawson comes over in free agency. Toronto's looking really good this year. Uh, but I do think they need some help on that back end. Defensive, uh, get a defensive guy there at number 15. <clears throat> Look at Calgary. Um, you got, no, the defending champs, they got the 7th and 8th pick in this first round. Um, they have been one of the best teams in the league over the past couple of seasons. Obviously, won in a championship here. Uh, you have solid goaltending. Have solid offensive firepower. They just re-signed uh, Dane Doby. Yeah, Jesse King there. Another guy. So, really, I don't see a, a, a need in, in, in particular. Um, I really think they could do a number of things, add some depth on the defensive end, add some depth on the offensive end. I know someone mentioned me, me the other day, uh, is Cowley going to try to get Marshall King, who is Jesse King's brother? Uh, that would certainly be something to see there. Uh, by an option, they, they, they have explored as well. He's a great player. Um, as well, so like Cali, number of options they can do there. Um, Colorado. This is uh, <clears throat> they've lost so many guys. This is like this is a young team on the offensive on the offensive side. You know, just as I say with Georgia, like, you need a lefty here. You need a lefty forward here. Um, certainly could be of use there in Colorado. You lose Vitarelli, uh, Panesh, and some other guys in uh, free agency in the expansion draft. And, I mean, it's just not, not, I mean, not looking good in Colorado. Uh, but, like, in terms of guys they lost, but they have a lot of youth back with uh, Ryan Lee. Kyle Killen really had some breakout seasons last year. Uh, so certainly I think a lefty forward would help them on that. This Colorado team. Uh, San Diego. Austin Stott's coming back off his injury after a, uh, you know, getting the San Diego had the first pick last year, got Austin Stott. He won the rookie of the year. He, you know, tore his ACL, unfortunately. Coming back, um, I, you know, when, when you look at losses and things like that, they lost Dan Dawson, but you still have a lot of other offensive guys there, some younger guys too. You know, they lost Tyler Carlson and Ryland Hartley in free agency in the expansion draft. Um, they got Frank Siliano, big, you know, Frank the Tank as they call him. And goal, I certainly think a goalie is is um, what they're looking. You gotta see what they're looking here at the goaltending position in San Diego because that's they'll need more than anything. Um, Saskatchewan, um, so <clears throat> they have uh, three first round picks. 
And, uh, honestly, with three first-round picks, they can do a number of things. um, Their defense was a little off last year. I think you could certainly add some... Add some add some fresh legs, get get some depth there, um, on the defensive side of the ball. You know, it's th- there's not like it, it it's difficult because I think Saskatchewan has a deep they have the deepest roster with with the least amount of holes. You know, you saw they had some issues with the with the defense last year, but they had some guys missing some injuries um, that happened and things of that nature, which which are never good. But I really don't know, honestly, what Saskatchewan's going to do here. And, you know, you look at some of these other, other guys, or other teams, and you see, okay, they need this, they need that. Saskatchewan, they don't have any holes. So I just think they go for some depth at you know, both ends of the floor. Um, you have three first-round picks. No, use them to help keep building the machine. That is the Saskatchewan Rush. Derek Keenan, as I say, best GM in the game. Um, and this is one here, Vancouver. I I I don't even I, I don't even know what to say about this one. They don't even have a pick till the fourth round. Um, they're the worst managed franchise. I have ever in professional sports, people. Worst French, new ownership, new everything, new blood. This is all what we're doing all last summer, all the summer last year. Got this, you no know, Dan Richardson bringing him in as the GM. We're gonna do do all this. We got all these Vancouver, we got all these BC guys, and well, you no, know, it's it's gonna be great. Got all these, you know, they called him the uh, the. Uh, and new, the New Westminster Warriors, I saw someone call them, and, uh, you know, we're going to do this, do that. Dude, you got you got a fourth rounder as your first pick, and they were terrible last year. I like, I think they have, they have a lot of pieces in place that can be really, really good. They just don't have enough. Certainly, I think defense is number one here. For anything that's struggling, I think you got to work it on your at your defense, see what you're doing on that side, on that side of the floor, and certainly I think Vancouver, Vancouver can be successful if they put it all together. Let's just put it that way. And I, I think the number one thing they need is some depth on that defensive end, and certainly you need that. Um, Really think that's where they're gonna go, but in the fourth round, I don't. And again, like late rounders, uh, you know, past the second round, everyone's like, oh, okay, whatever. There are a lot of guys that can make a lot of, uh, make some big impacts, surprise some people during the late rounds. So if they get a gym, they get a gym, uh, you know, they get a hidden gym, I should say, um, coming out of the fourth round, a guy that's dropped a little bit, you no, know, so be it. Um, that, that's gonna, that's gonna conclude our NLL Draft Preview Podcast. As mentioned, the draft is at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Bleacher Report Live. Watch that, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time, Bleacher Report Live. It's at Xfinity Live in Philadelphia this evening.